this world we're living in, there is a roller coaster of emotions going on. Down from the disarray and frustration of politics, to climate change, to coronavirus! There is one movie that may settle things once and for all. Or maybe just keep things the same, who knows. Now, let's hear from our host to kick off the show. Greetings podcast listeners, welcome to another edition from the Western Reviews Podcast. Spotlighting various films and shows for reviews from a humorous, yet at times, informational point of view. I'm your host, The Western Wonder, coming in from a long holiday. A very, very long holiday. I would think after the superstar cast insanity of Netflix's red notice from last month, I will be done with the all-star cast and XYZ movies trope. But alas, I'm here reviewing this movie. Coming from the mind of the man that brought you award-winning films such as The Big Short or Vice, I present to you the apocalyptic, scarily accurate, dark comedy that is Don't Look Up. Take a listen to the trailer, and I'll return right after to kick off the review with a plot rundown. So please, don't go anywhere. This is not real. This is not real, this is not real. This isn't happening. Kate, uh, tell me this isn't really happening. I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, good for you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, then you gotta digest it. That's the assessment period. This is the worst news in the history of humanity. He just blew us off. What are we gonna do? We have to release the information. So we just leak it. Our guests today have made a pretty big discovery in space. How big is this thing going? I can't destroy my ex-wife's house. Is that possible? <laughs> There's a 100% chance that we're all going to die. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> well, the handsome astronomer can come back anytime, but the yelling lady, mm, not, so not so much. We're going to get the news out there one way or another. It's real and it's coming. FBI! Jesus Christ, you could have just called me. This comet contains $30 trillion worth of material. What do trillions of dollars matter if we're all going to die? Oh, no, what if we're rich? That would be oh. terrible. You guys discovered a comet? I have a tattoo of a shooting star on my back. Oh, that's that's terrific. <laughs> this could be a complete disaster. This is already a disaster. <laughs> you know that girl from Live TV said we're all gonna die? No. Yo, bro! the FBI put that bag over your head. They don't do that, the CIA does, but I made them do it. You know, I had a feeling. It's a good feeling, because that is what I did, and it was very funny and cool. And into the void we go. This film revolves around an eccentric assortment of characters, all with different plans and causes, but I'll break them down the best I can. 
The main characters leading the charge of the plot and eventual conflict in the story are two misunderstood scientists who go by the names of Dr. Randall Mindy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, and Dr. Kate DiBiaschi, played by Jennifer Lawrence. The duo, one a professor and another a candidate of getting their PhD very soon, discover a comet in the sky and hope to get their names known after said discovery, only to find out that this particular comet is headed straight for planet Earth. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. They hit the White House with a warning that a comet is on the way, accompanied by Dr. Ted Oglethorpe, played by Rob Morgan, a highly regarded member of NASA. However, their warning is not taken seriously with the idiots running the office. You have Meryl Streep on brand for playing sarcastic egomaniacs as the female president, Orlean, and her son, Jason, played by Jonah Hill, who is a roller clip. I'm an asshole! Asshole! They take on this warning, but put an egregious spin on it, not to alarm the public too much. Down the line of the characters are two artificial media hosts, played by Kate Blanchett and a medialist Tyler Perry. A matchup I would expect only Adam McKay to get together in a movie and say, Ah, this works. Who anchored the morning show The Daily Rip, which has graphics that are eerily similar to another morning show that airs on NBC. If you've seen the movie or pictures from this particular setup, you know what show I'm referring to. You have various citizens who interact in some way with the main characters that are portrayed by actors and or musicians who are still on the come up in the industry. Um, has anyone out there ever heard of a Timothy Chalamet or Ariana Grande or even a Kid Cudi? I haven't. Some other recognizable faces pop up here and there, such as Mark Rylance, who plays this ditzy tech manager with the aura of a dry Bill Nye, the science guy, or Ron Perlman, who plays a madman who is taxed to properly get the incoming comet under control. With these people in place, the question stands, will the comet be diverted away from planet Earth? Will Dr. Mindy and Dr. Dibiaski reign victorious with this discovery in the end? I shook my eight ball and it said, drumroll please. Not likely. <laughs> so yes, my thoughts about this movie will be rather simplistic and short. It's on point, like all of this. These themes of division and unrest in society have been going on in numerous ways for centuries and still rages on today and the big wigs that are presented in this film are held accountable to some degree. I think this movie handles those things very well. Not too over the top, but nothing too sugar-coated as well. The performances from the cast drive this movie to not feel like it's too long. Well, uh, most of them anyway. Standouts to mention include, Leonardo DiCaprio plays Dr. Mindy down with his ball of anxious, neurotic confusion. The Cap also has a very powerful ranting moment, which definitely rivals his yelling scene in The Wolf of Wall Street, also coincidentally starring Jonah Hill. That reminds me of that news guy character in the movie Network. The one that screamed, I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Leo gives that sort of vibe in that particular scene. J-Law as Dibiaski gets the brunt of the stick in this movie and suffers more immediate consequences than good old Leo. One scene had the FBI plaques a bag on her head, courtesy of a request from Jonah Hill's character. She loses her boyfriend after the first meltdown about the comet during one of many interviews for the Daily Rip, and her parents, who share different political ideologies from her, don't want anything to do with her. It's just a rough patch for J-Law all throughout. Something to describe Streaks and Hill's characters. You fucking income fucking poop. The writers did a great job at making them unlikable, and they deserved every single thing that happened to them. 
Also seeing Timothy Chalamet let loose and not in the call me by your name sense of letting loose by playing a more upbeat fun character was nice and different for a change. This just about covers those positives I've noticed up front. This is one negative and I feel like this continues to stream of movies that I do with different outcomes. Some movies have good acting and a bad script. Some may have both or in the case of this film, it has both but something very distracting as a viewer. Some of the hair provided from the cosmetics department or wherever Hollywood gets their hair from can be staffed under the category Greta Garbo. Plain garbage. Leo DiCaprio's beard looks rather artificial. And since Tyler Perry is in this, I'm just going to randomly blame him for having someone in the crew thinking it would be funny if they got Rob Morgan's character Oglethorpe a cheap and odd looking wig or toupee that doesn't compliment his hairline. Probably right after watching one of Tyler Perry's movies. At least no one is drinking cups of dry air in this one. However, the makeup department worked more in Kate Blanche's favor. She really embodies the phoned-in news anchor looking aesthetic. All in all, this movie via my rating scale, of course, gets an amazeballs rating out of me. Close to under a 10 out of 10 in numericals. Despite that one distracting flaw of bad wigs and beards, <coughs> never not Tyler Perry inspired, this film is scarily accurate in how relatable things currently are in society. The cast have all something to offer in this movie and can leave you going through a roller coaster of emotions by the end after laughing most of the way. And I mean the sadder part, not the other part with Meryl Streep going back to her Caligula roots. Caligula? Caligula. Caligula. <laughs> I said that right. Points if you caught that right. What? Oh, oh, really? Oh, so that was Helen Mirren that starred in Caligula. Whoops. Disregard that, folks. But it's a must watch for me. You may feel something different from it or a little bit from all the same things that I did. Now. Before I go, I would like to tell all of you amazing listeners out there about some things coming up for the podcast come 2022. More reviews are coming, including some belated holiday fare in the coming days, award contending dramas, and uh, that Matrix movie. That was something else, huh? And also some TV retrospectives that I'm a bit behind on will be released at some point soon. But one of the most exciting projects that is coming up this week, yes, this week, I will be taking part of a live stream that will feature several indie podcasters trying to make it out here in these streets. On January 2nd, 2022, the Indie Podcast Unite event, sponsored by resident podcast platform Good Pods, will see various indie pods come together to get their shows out there for an audience that doesn't even know who they are. I guess I'll be a little choked up thinking about it. <clears throat> but hey, this must go on. Plus, there will be some fun topics discussed throughout so it isn't too boring for you out there. Some condensed bits will be available to listen on my own podcast, so look out for that soon. In case you're wondering how you can find out more info on this live stream and new review alerts, do not fret. You can follow me on Twitter, which is at reviews underscore Western, or on my Instagram page, which is at Western Reviews Official. Website will be on the way very soon. I am the Western Wonder. Yes, the Western Wonder. And I hope you enjoyed this review of Don't Look Up currently streaming on Netflix for all of eternity until a comet hits us or something. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or on iHeartRadio or Amazon Music. Or I could just go on for days. Just figure out where I am. I'm out there somewhere. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. And until next time, the Western Wonder is signing and worried about comments on my way out. Bye. Have a great time.